0: The Painted Arrow Podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Painted Arrow Podcast. We got a interesting setup today. I'm not sure how the audio is going to turn out, but I'm actually... Uh, I'm driving in a truck back from the great state of Montana. I attended the Total Archery Challenge this weekend. And uh, Devin, uh, why don't you explain where, where you're at and what you're doing quick?
1: I'm back in Michigan. Uh, wasn't able to make the trip. Kind of, We kind of divide, divided and conquered this weekend. But I'm back here in Michigan making mag pros or assembling mag pros right now. So... So figured you, we'd jump on and do a quick podcast here while you have got plenty of windshield time to keep you occupied.
0: Oh, we got plenty of windshield time to spare. Um You did uh you did some pretty big things this weekend, am I right on that?
1: Uh you are, yeah. We uh, got some stuff done at the Crickwoods here to get me closer to ready for season. I don't know if we have we talked about the box blind on previous podcasts, you think?
0: You might as well just give a recap. I know we, uh, we've we talked quite a bit about it just because it's it's been in the woods and we've been looking at it for a while, but why don't you give the rundown on it because it's a pretty big deal what you did, I think, this weekend. Yeah, so the property
1: that I grew up hunting that I still hunt, um, my grandpa probably 15 years ago maybe, built a box blind Wow, i can't believe it's been that long but anyway 15 years ago probably built a box blind and put it in a spot that since then it just the way that the woods has adapted and the way that i've modified the property it just doesn't make a lot of sense where this box blind is so after having planted food plots the last couple seasons and so forth you and i kind of devised a plan on where it would make the most sense to put that box blind both from an access perspective but it, if we put it in this specific spot, it would give me an entirely different, you know, wind or setup that I could hunt that I just don't currently have a, sit, a set for. So I, uh, I got the, the forks rigged up on the New Holland there, and um, got this old box blind unanchored from the ground, and used these skid steer forks on my tractor to, to lift up this box blind and relocate it to the north side of the food plot, And it was previously at the south end of the food plot, but it was facing entirely the wrong direction because when my grandpa built it, we we didn't have a food plot there at that point. So um, it just, like I said, didn't make a lot of sense where it was. And so we we decided to move it. And it's really, you know, one, it's going to give me a really good spot um, and a set that I wouldn't have previously had. But also it frees up the area that it was positioned in for me to... uh, Kind of fine tune the set that I have over there, um, which is uh, basically a, a hang on stand that I have way up in the air. at the south end of the food plot that sets up real well on like a north wind. Um, but again, previously the that clamp on or that hang on stand was sitting right above this box blind, and I just think uh, I think the deer are going to move through that area a little better without that thing there. Kind of it kind of was a natural travel corridor pattern or. Pass and they just didn't frequent it as much as I think they probably would have if there wasn't a box line smack dab in the middle of it. So, anyway, that was a bit of fiasco. Dad and brother and you were all out of town, so I had some time on my hands and decided I wanted to go get it done. And this weekend was the the time I had to do it and had access to the skid steer forks and everything. And so I just tried to tackle it myself. It got a little sketchy a couple times, but we got our she's in one piece and stairs are reinstalled and back anchored to the ground. So that's a that's a big win.
0: I didn't realize you did that by yourself.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I told you that, but um <laughs> obviously you were out of town and uh my dad and brother, I didn't know they were going to be out of town but the morning I wanted to go do it, I called them both up and my dad's like, "Yeah, I'm up north and my brother was, you know, out of town for something, something or other." So, yeah.
0: It's like, "Well, guess this is going to be a, an adventure." But it worked out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the humidity seemed to be pretty high for you, too. And I, you quickly called me, and you were you were pretty damp.
1: Yeah, it was one of those days. I mean, if you're working on your property or you've had these days, you'll understand. But it was one of those days where it was so humid that, you know, you're doing such physical manual labor. Like, you're not just sweaty. But I, like, I had sweat pouring into my eyes to the point where, like, I couldn't see. And it was just, you know... And then the mosquitoes are attacking you, so it was, it was a trip. But
0: And it's like yeah, those, between... those moments, too, really make killing a deer in those areas that much more special.
1: That's exactly right. We are in our big deer, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, and so
1: over, over that weekend, also got a, I, had, I had sprayed my food plot probably a week ago. And so that, that had died off real nice and um, got that all tilled and planted this weekend as well. So that was another big deal. And we, I actually shrank the food plot down just a little bit in size from, so this would be my fourth year planting it. The first year, the food plot was the smallest. The second year, second and third year, I made it quite a bit bigger. And this year I brought it back down in size just a little bit, um, but still not quite as small as the very first year I did it. So I think this will suit, I think this will do better for the deer. Um, It's basically in the center of a big CRP field. And so I just left more standing CRP around the food plot, which I can't, you know, I can't really get into it too much without drawing a picture, but it just, it's going to improve access and um, sense to, to have a little more a little more standing grass around the food plot than, rather than bush hogging and planting all of it.
0: You know, we, you and I, Devin, we talk a lot about, you say access a lot, and I think, I don't know, it. it's always been something that you hear. You know, we're, we're students of the game, so, you know, you hear it on podcast, and, you know, you understand that it's important that you don't want to bump deer on the way in, and some people just leave it at that. But um, when I did this, you know, podcast with Jake Elinger I can't remember how many Mm -hmm. episodes ago that was but I actually went out and toured his property and for those of you who hadn't listened to that podcast wow like (laughs) guys done conservation um management as a consultant for whitetail you know keeping the whitetail in mind for whitetail hunters and he's he's in Michigan and I went over to his place did a tour of his property and that really opened my eyes to how, like, he was just so dialed, like, he could get all the way into every single one of his sets absolutely undetected, and he could get up into his, you know, up into his sets, and then there would be, he would tell me that almost every time there's deer right in front of him on the other side of the blinds, and it's just, like, it's so interesting to, to see how much work I have to do, but this box blind that you moved, like you said, it's kind of hard to explain without drawing a picture a lot of times. But um, where you move this box blind, it's going to really allow some, I mean, you, you, you can't necessarily overhunt that on certain winds. And you could even make a case on certain winds that are maybe not, I wouldn't say I would go in there on a bad wind, but on a questionable wind you could yeah. still make a case that you're in a box blind if you, you know, if you do your scent proofing and, um, you know, you could make a great case that you're not really hurting very much. Up. Yeah. Um, just, just from being enclosed, but I don't know, man, I'm I'm pretty excited for that just from a standpoint of, you know, if you want to just get in there and shoot a couple deer, um, like that'd be easy pickings for doe. but late season in November, you know, I'm, I'm thinking anything past the 15th of November, once the gun season opens up in Michigan, I mean, what a great opportunity! You got great bedding and just catching deer. Literally stopping at this plot before they go yep. out to uh, to big ag. And I mean, <laughs> you've killed a lot of deer in the in the late November time frame there. I'm I'm really excited for that blind. I'm very excited for that blind actually.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a shooting shack the way that it's going to set up. Uh, it's going to be hard to bow hunt it. I think I still could, but it's going to be a really good late late season spot. And like you said, it it gives me the ability to hunt on a wind where I previously wouldn't have been able to hunt. But that's the key, right? Like I say, on a wind where I previously wouldn't have been able to hunt, but I am not I am not a patient man the way I should have been. So what I what I really should say is that it gives me a a spot to go hunt on a wind where I would have previously sat another stand that would have been screwing up deer. Yeah. And so like that's like Nate. I'm a dad. You know this. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Like our commitments as as men and professionals and our careers and with painted arrow and all of this is it's it's growing by the day, and so my challenge to myself this year is to be a lot more choosy and patient with uh, with my approach. And like you, you hear, like for, for the listeners that listen to the Jake Elinger podcast and anybody who follows like Bill Winky, for instance, you know these guys that are killing big deer, they all have one thing in common and they all subscribe to this, this mentality that, um, the way you're going to kill big deer is making sure those de- deer don't know they're being hunted. And so you, you know, those guys are the types of guys that if they're going to screw up a spot, they'd rather just not go hunt. Like they're, they, they're okay playing the patience game. Cause they know, they know the way that their spots are set up, that when the right wind comes, they're going to go in there and going to kill a deer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, you so, said something really I, specific there too. Like Jake Ealinger on that podcast, he said he hunted twelve days last year.
1: Yeah. No, I just like hunting more than that. That's part of my problem. Sure. Like, I, I, but i um, But we're just young, impatient, you know, men who have largely been rewarded in our lives by working hard for the things we want. But that's the that's the weird thing about deer hunting is, like, in a lot of ways, just spending more time in the stand can actually screw things up going about it the wrong way you know once the rut gets here you know you can take some more chances and it's just you know really when the rut gets here time on stand really does matter but if you're if you're just over hunting or hunting the wrong winds at the beginning of the season you might screw that area up to the point where you're not going to see that buck during the rut and that's where i'm just going to be a lot more choosy this year and again i get so excited i want to just go hunt but the other thing jake elinger talked about is he won't even hunt in October morning. Same thing with sits the perfect wind following a cold front. I mean, a lot of guys have talked about this. You know, they're not even going to hunt a morning in the area in October.
0: Yeah, um, that was that was interesting to me too. You know, and honestly,
1: the way my property sets up, Nate, like that's probably what I should do. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't flirt with mornings um, in October. Unless it's like the perfect setup, perfect wind following a cold front, you know what I'm saying? And it's late October at that. Yeah. See, so yeah, I'm just trying to like, like you said, be a student of the game, and and my like my theme for this year is, is going to be, and, I, and I'm sure I'll be hypocritical. Like people will call me out on the podcast. I'm sure of it, but. Um, my theme, at least that what I'm going for is, is patience this year and, and being very tactical with, with, with access as well as the days that I'm hunting.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, access is huge. I mean, I'm kind of, you know, everybody's a little bit limited and, you know, just based on the property and how your property lays out that you hunt, like mine, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to access from the North to the South. In a lot of cases, that's not good, you know? Um, just on a really the, long property, yeah, and so like prevailing wind kind of you know it limits you right, but this will be a year for me where food plots are gonna be in the game, and um that's just gonna play a whole different you know it's it's gonna be a big lear- learning year for me, but back to the access um piece, I think that's so critical i mean it's just so critical like it's so simple when you say it, you just said it you deer don't need to know that you're hunting them i mean really think about that and break that down <laughs> like, like the deer shouldn't yeah. know that you are after them it's super basic but that's how you kill a big deer it's really i mean that's really it Onyx is the number one gps hunting app on the market if you don't have on I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies see public and private boundary lines and see where you stand in live time and also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game literally it's a no-brainer if you go on your computer not your mobile device to onyxmaps.com and use the promo code painted you will receive 20 percent off your elite or premium subscription know where you stand with onyx there's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. GoHunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using GoHunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in, and using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt, hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider Subscription Service. Shoe Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over 1,000 new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARO5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to ShoePacks today.
1: In a way, it almost seems logical, but we, as hunters, a lot of Ourselves in the foot just because we're so excited to get in the stand. And, like, if you think about it, like, if deer are halfway smart and if you're being sloppy with your approach and you're basically just sending that deer a message every time you're on the way to the stand, like, hey, I'm here, well, why in the world would he walk by? Unless you're just going to get lucky during the rut and he and some hot doe moved into the area that wasn't familiar with the fact that you always take that path to your stand and she runs him right in front of your stand. That's, you know, at that point, you're relying on luck.
0: Right, and this—I mean, so, this even applies for public land as well. I mean, typically, yeah. when you go into public land, you, you, you typically—I mean, unless you're just going in blind, you typically have an area that you know there's a you know there's a specific deer maybe you're after or you know mature bucks hang out in that area, and you want to approach it the same way, right? Get in, get out, undetected. So that's when you have to be a little bit more creative. But the same one same thing. rules apply.
1: The one thing previously that I didn't think enough about is, like, you know, I'd, I'd pay mind to the wind and say, oh, you know, for that stand that I'm going to go sit, is that a good or a bad wind for that stand? That's well, that's one thing. And, like, that, you know, maybe that's half the battle. But the thing that I didn't think about is, you know, what it, with that wind, what is that doing to how I'm accessing that stand? Like, if that, if that's a really great wind for that stand once I get there, but the wind, based on how it's blowing, the whole trail in is going to blow my scent directly into where I think the deer are coming from, well, it doesn't matter if there's a good wind for that stand or not at that point, because I just screwed it all up walking t- to the stand. And so, like, that's, like, I know I keep harping on access, but that's the thing that, like, I've been paying more attention to and thinking more about. So, that's what I'm trying to kind of incorporate this year.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we're we're into August now too. I mean this is the uh this is a great month. I mean the velvet photos are already kind of you know Blowing those are in. those are rolling good and um we're 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 really not far away from hunting and it's pretty good, you know, it's pretty exciting. Yep. Um this weekend just just to kind of talk about the the Total Archery Challenge. Um this was a cool event for for us as a as a company. We we went to the Michigan Total Archery Challenge. That was our first event um, with that specific venue, and uh, we learned a lot. We had a lot of fun, uh, you know, got, got to talk with a lot of like, like-minded, like whitetail Midwest-type hunters, and um, we, we just learned a lot, you know, just to say, to sum it up. And um, I was really excited to go to this Big Sky event because we were going to be, you know, dealing and talking with, some of the more i would i would say some of the more elitist um in the in the in the western world you know specifically in Mm -hmm. montana i mean utah and montana i think are just i don't know (laughs) the the guys from those states just seem to be you know people move there to hunt um to be in the mountains and some really great areas to put themselves in you know you know basically a place with really great opportunity for different species and elk specifically mule deer obviously and um we got great feedback. We sold some product, and I, I couldn't I couldn't be more excited to uh, get get footage from some of our customers. You know, potentially some awesome bulls coming in close on uh, on the Mag Pro. I'm I'm really excited about that. But one thing, Devin, I think I told you this. Kind of recapping the uh, the weekend when we debrief, but I felt really proud to like be from Michigan, and I don't know. I felt like I almost had the upper hand in the whitetail sense right like i i'm there amongst all these really you know awesome passionate elk hunters and Mm -hmm. uh you know randy newberg was there the rmef was there and it it was a really elky population you could just tell and you know i just felt really proud to be uh, a midwesterner i don't know how to tell you any other way but um it really allowed me to I don't know i, I kind of led with that a lot of times like hey where are you guys from you know and people are from all over the place out there but um people move around and some people from north dakota south dakota california idaho wyoming i mean everywhere and um just just saying that i was from out from out east basically and you know drove 26 hours um i don't know i was pretty proud to uh pretty proud to say that yeah yeah, that's cool. Well, I was
1: I was interested to see one how the product is received from, um, you know, from from the Western Hunter or by the Western Hunter, I should say, and you know, we we had a bit of exposure and feedback from some of that group. Um, shout out to the Bow Rack in Eugene, Oregon. Um, they're carrying the Bag Pros uh, currently, so if, if you're in in that area, uh, go over there and check them out. Um, but yeah, so we 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 had a little and feedback from some guys that we knew would be kind of more of a a western style hunter but it was like you said i was very very interested to hear how those conversations would go with you know with guys who that's what they do you know they're they're as as excited and i guess they're they're fanatics about elk the way that we are about whitetails um and just you know interested to see you know get feedback and see how it would be received by those guys so i i think it was an absolute win for sure
0: yeah yeah it was it was great we um i've never been to big sky but uh i i don't know i i've, I've never been to that part of montana before and it kind of exceeded my expectations like the the geography the mountains were just gorgeous um I used to live in Miles City, so I, I kind of had an idea what the east side of the state looked like. I'd been to Yellowstone, but, again, this was, like, at Big Sky Resort. It was a beautiful venue. I mean, it's just crazy when everybody shows up and they're wearing all the gear and the logoed stuff that you wear. And, you, you know, sometimes you're in your day-to-day walk, wherever you may be, you're not always surrounded by people who are like-minded. And it was just it's so refreshing to go to those events, and everybody's just completely on the same page it's 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 a breath of fresh air man
1: for sure for sure and honestly um i think shout out and thank you to the uh the total archery challenge you know guys and crew and you know sean and everybody i i was very very impressed with the crystal mountain event obviously you were the one that went to the big sky event in montana there but um that was my first exposure to to those events i knew that it was well received and kind of decided by the masses and and the elite guys in the industry that it was an elite event. But I was very, very impressed to kind of see it firsthand. I've never, never shot it um, prior to, to this, this year going as a vendor. So again, I was super, super impressed. And if, if you're listening and you haven't, haven't decided to attend a total archery challenge event, I would highly, highly
0: recommend it. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Um, i did want to say that uh we did miss last week we missed last week's podcast, podcast and uh yep. man i i want to just come right out and say that that there's no excuse you know we, we always talk about being excellent in everything we do and um my god we're busier and i'll get out but that's not an excuse and <laughs> i want yeah. to be better you know what i mean dev yep
1: i do i do like I, like you were saying, I mean, there, there is no excuse and, um, you know, we're busy with all, with, with the way that this mag pro and the company's taken off and prepping for big sky. And again, all those things are at the end of the day, those are excuses. So, you know, our commitment to, to our listeners is to be better than that. So, um, you know, we, uh, we're excited for this fall and, and all the additional content and things that we're going to be able to bring and talk about. So, um, Yeah.
0: We got some new product coming, guys. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out within a couple of weeks here. Um, if something, I mean, just goes completely wrong, that could be pushed back. But right now, we're pacing for, in a couple of weeks, um, from the beginning of August here, we're going to be coming out with a couple new SKUs, which is big time. I'm pretty excited about it. So It is. And then yeah. beyond that, you know, beyond that, we've
1: also got things in the works that will not be out in time for this season but will be tested rigorously, um, this season and, uh, things that we may or may not be debuting at, uh, the ATA next year. So that's all I'll say about that.
0: I like that. Um, and this is your, like, I guess, this is how I'll close Dev. I don't know if you have anything you want to add after this, but I guess my closing thought is if, if you have not been shooting your bow, like at, at this point in time, um, it's almost like a I, – I would almost feel guilty about it because, like, we're going out and killing animals with a bow and arrow. And it's, it's not something that you can just pick up and do. Um, and you need to be practicing. You really do. It, it's going to help you because when you're in that moment, your your body does this thing where you get all stressed out and you get excited and your heart rate, you know, elevates. And 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 in that moment, you're relying on your muscle memory and your your – your steps that you've practiced right you draw you anchor these things that you tell yourself in your head that you've just done it a hundred times and you uh it's just like it's like your third arm you just you just know where it's at you know what it what it's doing and it that bow should be in your hand right now and you should be shooting so i i'm hoping that maybe well i guess i'm not hoping that somebody is not practicing but i'm hoping that if somebody is not practicing and they're listening to me saying this you really should get your bow in your hand. Make sure the arrows are tuned. Get the broadheads you're going to use. Start shooting that stuff right now because you don't want to be the dude or the gal last second. Grab your gear and go out and just kind of like be like, "Oh, I well, I hope it goes well." You know, like that's that's not the place you want to be. It's just not. So that's make not, your own luck. Yeah, I mean, for real. Do yourself a favor and uh, it's a, it's a dude. I was talking to a guy this weekend, right? Um, There's events going on at this, at this resort. And he was there like a part of like a healthcare conference or something. He comes down and walking to me and I'm, I was like, Hey, what's going on, man? What's your name? And, you know, we start chatting and it turns out this guy, like I was trying to, you know, I, I thought, I thought that he was a, like, he knew what a bow was and everything. I just assumed because he was there, but this guy had absolutely no idea anything about hunting about archery, how much a bow costs, and he was like, I quickly realized, like, he was interested in archery, and, uh, I'm saying all this to get to the point that we ended up talking for a long time about, um, he just felt this atmosphere, how cool, like, shooting a bow was, and I was trying to Mm -hmm. let him know, like, hey, I mean, if you just find a, a local shop around you, man, like, somebody will be more than happy to help you out, you know, get your draw length and just, you know, get you into the, into the beginning stages to buy a bow. But I I was telling him, you know, there's something about shooting your bow. It's very spiritual. Like, you, you know, you're putting all this energy, right? Not just like the kinetic energy, like when you actually release the arrow, but like all your mind, your thought, your eyes, your body, like everything's going into this arrow. And there's something super spiritual about just sending an arrow down range with all the, the preparation in place and the practice and the muscle memory and, and the, uh, you know, we're basically, we're, we're out there trying to kill game. I mean, it's a very spiritual thing and it's, it's, it's an amazing sport. So all this to say going off the tangent, I just went on, on, on practicing, like enjoy that practice. Right. I mean, it, it comes down to moments, you know what I mean? Like very, very specific moments when you're out there with your bow and it's a it's a cool thing to be uh to be practicing and being a part of so am i rambling dev or is it just uh no no you're not rambling
1: you're you're dropping dropping knowledge bombs over here hopefully you know if you're offended by uh us guilting you into shooting your bow well be offended but go shoot your bow and then when you uh when you make a good shot on that big buck this fall yeah um
0: yeah Absolutely. you'll be really happy with that i'm just high. i'm riding a high right now dev i yeah. i feel blessed i got to i got to literally go across country um people bought our product met a lot of cool guys got to do some collaborating with you know different people in the industry and um we're we're super blessed man we're about to we're about to get into the hunting season here um testing our own products out i couldn't i could not be more I'm just riding, I'm riding a high right now, driving through somewhere in West Illinois.
1: Ooh, yeah, you might, is it dusk there or close to it? You checking bean fields for bucks?
0: Oh, I've been, my head's on a swivel. I haven't seen any bucks yet. I've seen a couple does, but I drove through uh, Iowa just, I just missed the prime time. Oh, there's a deer right there. (laughs) That's a doe. Um, But yeah, I drove through Iowa specifically on the way back because i wanted to hopefully you know just see a couple deer last time i drove through iowa i don't know what it was but it was right at the right time and i saw a bunch of i think we might have been together Dev. To we saw a bunch of bucks in the bean fields and uh mm-hmm. there's just something about seeing a good buck in a bean field so
1: last thing i'll say is um uh, if you've been hemming and hawing about getting yourself a mag pro as we get closer to season here if you've been considering it at all, just get one ordered now because um, first and foremost, we're deer hunters, and you know we're going to go into season or you know get to season with with a, a level of inventory. Um, and if they sell out like crazy, you know our our response time and and the time for those to come back in stock during season is definitely going to be delayed. So if you if you've been considering getting yourself one, get your hands on it now. Practice with it, shoot with it. That way it's seamless when that book walks in this fall.
0: Couldn't agree more. I mean, it's really a no-brainer. I mean, you're carrying a camera of high quality into the woods with you, and what we're saying is, hey, we're not, we're not saying that you're going to make some high-end production off of this, but what we're saying is, hey, use this technology and, and put it to use to help you recover game. Get, get just a little bit of intel Maybe You're taking deer, your phone
1: into the woods with you anyway. Yeah. Throw it Throw it on your bow and see if it can't help you recover that deer.
0: Exactly. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience that it will. I mean, it will help you recover that arrow. You can sit right up atop in, in the tree and you have your buddy come out and help you do the blood trail. And you can pinpoint with absolute precision, hey, buddy, take it, you know, three steps to the left and look down on that brush. The arrow's right in there somewhere. We did that last year. Yeah
1: you're exactly right or or at a minimum you can look back at the footage if you had the wherewithal to follow deer and go look we know we can go pick up the blood trail right there by that oak tree and walk right to it so i think you said it best it's not going to replace you know a a camera arm and a a really nice camera and it's not going to necessarily be production quality but we're all walking around with 4k cameras in our pockets in most cases it's the nicest camera we all own for 50 bucks put that thing to use Relive the game, Recover more game, yeah.
0: I love that. I love it. All right, Dev. Anything else? I don't think so. Go shoot your bow, and God bless. God bless you. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya.